Welcome to the Critical Twits podcast, video game, board game and tabletop role-playing game discussion for the discerning idiot. My name is Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Ravinsky. And I'm Colin Howard. And thank you for listening. Well, yes, yeah, it's good they're going to need thanking while the end of this episode, <laughs> I think. None of that, that false modesty. I don't like the false modesty. Because they're just turned off. Oh. Well, it's obviously going to be shit. Does right. that mean only our mothers are still currently listening? Yes. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Which you have to be 300% more funny. Oh, God. Funnier. This is this is genuinely poo, guys. <laughs> it's fine. I, this is why I cut things out. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, sometimes it takes a bit of time just to warm up. Yeah. yeah. I'm explaining to Colin how to do the thing we've invited him to do <laughs> after we've started doing it. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, Deep end, boy. <laughs> so... This week, we're going to be looking at PlayStation Plus, uh, more specifically, some of the games that have come out on PlayStation Plus that are free, and maybe a little bit of a look ahead at some of the things that are going to come out for it soon. Um, you're all on PlayStation Plus? Indeed. Excellent. Um, so what is PlayStation Plus? What do you guys tell me? Cool. Well, PlayStation Plus is a service very similar to uh, signing to play on Microsoft Xbox Live. Um, as it was. Uh, PlayStation originally released it, or Sony, not PlayStation, they're separate. Um, Sony originally released it as a competitor to Xbox Live. Um, so whereas Xbox Live just allowed you access to the online communities of your games to allow you to play online, uh, Sony decided to allow you to download a selection of free games each month. And as long as you paid for the PlayStation Plus, you got to keep them. It's kind of like a bit elongated rental service. Um, and then when PS4 came out, the PS Plus service became like Microsoft Xbox Live, where if you want to play online, you need to have the uh, subscription to the PS Plus, and then you get the shiny fancy new games. Well, not new, but shiny fancy free games to go with it. And Xbox copied that and had games with gold. Yes. Very, very quickly. Yes, yes they did. Apparently they're getting better now. When they started out, the stuff they selected was rubbish. Was it? Yeah, just like the really, really old stuff that nobody wanted to play. That's uh, why nobody bought them. So yeah, nobody wanted to play them when they were new, let yeah. alone. I, I think you know, they released a Perfect Dark back on the Xbox. Oh, God, that was years ago. It, that was terrible. Isn't that old enough to be retro now? Yes. Oh, shit, it really is, isn't it? Um, yeah, and they released that on on on. Xbox Live got Gaze with Gold, I think. And it was crap. That's why no well, wanted it. Yeah, because considering it was a port for the N64 version, pretty much. Yeah, it's it was all it was, with just slightly updated graphics, which, let's face it, don't look good by today's standards. No, well, it doesn't really look good by then, those standards. I no, that's, that's true. Um, I never played it. No, I never. I played it for a little bit, because I really liked Perfect Dark. I'm one of the few people whose original Xbox um, is still a 20 gigabyte, you know, the sort of the cheapy... When it when it first came out, was that an Elite 20 gigabytes when it oh, first 20, came out? Uh, 20 gig Elite, the, and then there was the 20... And then there was the Arcade, which was really oh, arcade, cheeky. Which had, like, 4 gig of... Yeah. Yeah, had a card. Well, yeah. Yes, it, yeah, that yeah. was it. It had the tiny card. And if you did what I did, which is to buy one, I got a phone subscription to get a free Xbox 360. Thank mm. you very much, Microsoft, because uh, you didn't give any kind of hard drive or memory card. So I had to oh, immediately nice. go and spend 70 quid on a hard drive 
to actually save my game. They trolled you hard there, dude. They you did. Fell they did. That I, I was young at the time, that's um, why I blame it on. Yes, but I spent the entire last generation pretty much playing on my uh, Xbox 360 with 20 gigabytes worth of storage. Hooray! Well so as we moved more and more towards downloading games and giving you free games and having things that you can get for free off the internet... Every time I downloaded something or had a large patch, I had to delete something else. Yeah. yeah. So it's like awkward hard drive Tetris. <laughs> Mine, luckily, well, not luckily, but it luck it away. It, it, my Xbox died before um, I had... <laughs> luckily, it was rubbish. <laughs> it died. Hooray. My current 360 is the 250 gig one. Yeah. I managed to get that after my third Xbox 360. Third. Yeah, my first one, the graphics card melted. And I was playing Saints Row 2. <laughs> Oh. And I heard, heard the drive start whirring really loud, and everything went all polygonal. It got to the sea, and everything was really... It looked like somebody had smacked the TV really hard, and it had gone all fuzzy, and everything was just blocky shapes. That's because oh, I broke okay. and hit your TV. All the bump maps had disappeared. That's, yeah. that's interesting. I, I, for a brief... I, I played it for about an hour longer, thinking it was part of Saints Row 2, and they were just being ironic in some... Way. That's the thing with Saints Row, they might have well have been. Yeah. Well, I, I was playing, oh, what is that game called? Clive Barker's... Clive Barker's Jericho. Jericho. Oh, God, yeah. that was awful. When my, because it isn't actually my original one, it's just my original one died so long ago I've still got a crap one that was a replacement. <laughs> um, that died, but the game's graphics were so bad that I didn't realise, I just thought it had gone a bit dark. So I played most of that game with my Xbox melting, and then I put Call of Duty in, and the sky went green, <laughs> and I realised that something might be wrong. Um, yes, well, that was a quite irrelevant trip um, sideways. Um, but, yes, so PlayStation Plus, um, what do we think of having to pay for it now? It's fourteen ninety nine a month. It just it? went up. Okay. Did I it? signed up for it being eleven ninety nine two whole months ago, and I'm very I don't really care to be honest. Oh, okay. Is it currently fourteen ninety nine? It will be if you renew. Yeah. It's fourteen ninety nine for three months. Sorry. So uh, that's yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mind it? it too much because I paid Xbox was a fiver a month. I paid, so yes. I'm saving a whole penny actually. Yes. On the, on the PS, and, and they do give away <laughs> free games, which. Xbox never did. Xbox never did. Yeah. However, I don't have the internet. Go work that out, guys. Yeah, that does seem a bit weird that you've, you've paid for it and then like, no, I can't enjoy any of these things that my subscription pays for, including <laughs> saying hello to Well, occasionally I, I use my phone to log on, download a free game, and then and then run away again. There's a bit some kind of forbidden fruit that I mustn't enjoy <laughs> for too long. I was going to say about how I, I like PS Plus, because a lot of the games that have come out recently have been multiplayer. But that might leave you out of the conversation, Colin. I, I can play bots. Yeah, we, we and, can and, see how it how And it they, they tend to be better than me. Because to be honest, one of the things we're going to talk about later, uh, with, with the Lara Croft one, is much better when you don't play with other people. Yes. yes. Mm. Oh, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> yes. Wow. But first... Welcome to Critical Twits, the only podcast that does foreshadowing. <laughs> um, so yes, so recently, um, I mean, I only joined a couple months ago. The first thing that I downloaded for free on there that I really got into was Rocket League Football. Car football. Car football. As my wife calls it. Yes. Yeah. As, as I that, call it. Yeah. Well, she does that voice every time. Are like, oh, you playing car football with Brian? She's yeah, going yes, to poke you in the eye if she hears you mocking her and she will because it's on the internet now it's, yeah. it's permanent 
it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blueprint. This will come back to haunt you for years right. and years. That, I'm the editor, so I'm going to bleep that bit out. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Change the voice, so it's one of us that said it instead. Yeah, yeah, I could try that. Yeah. So, because we're so cutting edge and up to date, Rocket League football isn't actually free anymore, but it's still worth the download. I think it's it costs about ten or fifteen pounds. Yeah, it was about the last time I checked on it. Um, and I would, I would happily uh, play that for those people that don't know anything about Rocket League football. Um, is that what it's called? <laughs> is that its full uh, name? No, it's Rocket League. Rocket League. So it's Rocket just Rocket League. League. It's just Rocket Sorry. League. Yeah, I was going to say there's another subtitle to it because it's a sequel to something else that was on the PC. Uh, which was, yeah, Super I rocket powered blast car football thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was Back in 2008 or something, which I'd never heard of, never played. No. It was a PC game and I can't play PC games because my laptop gets hot and melts. Oh. Goes to sleep on me, and I didn't have a PC, so that's not that problem. Yes, well, um, I'll be your resident PC game uh, gamer then. Yeah, yes, and we will pelt him with pretzels and I don't, I don't know what the master race. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, for those people who are not familiar with uh, Rocket League, the game is essentially football. Yeah, where you drive around a car. You've either got normal sized cars and a giant football or very very small sort of remote control cars and a normal sized football it is actually remote control cars are they remote control cars I looked it up because my other half uh, was so distressed that we were blowing each other's cars up and that the the mass murder and gender (laughs) was occurring and so I looked it up to reassure her that they are actually remote control cars Wow. Does she watch you play Bloodborne? <laughs> um, she, she watched once and, and I was fighting Dark Beast Pal and making noises at myself because I was excited and she, she laughed a lot. Um, As you, do we all. Could you give us one of those noises now for our listeners at home? Okay, well, it went something along the, these ways. Oh, God. Oh, what is he doing? Oh, he's electric. Oh, what? The, oh, he's hit me. I'm going to jump. Oh, I'm out of the way. Haley, watch this. Watch this. I'm hitting it. In a really high-pitched squeal. Constantly for about a minute and a half until I killed the boss. I can see why she's gone out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've just invented a new form of entertainment. <laughs> um, she might come back. <laughs> Excellent. So Rocket League involves driving your remote control car yes. with presumably a normal sized uh, football. football. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to propel the ball into the opponent's goal. Yes. Um, the rockets come from, as you drive around, you go over a bit like the old wipeout games. You go over little markers on the floor that will charge up your rocket power. Um, and you will, you press a button and you get a, a sort of turbo boost and you can jump. So your car can jump and you can spin sideways and do sort of somersaults and backflips and jump yeah. in random direction. Not random direction, direction. No, no, it's it's random. Yes. Uh, it no is, matter how is. hard I try, it's just... That, that tutorial... In, in the, in the, they've got a bunch of tutorials to teach you the controls and there's a special one for air hitting the ball. <laughs> and I've never been able to complete that. Because it doesn't work. It took me three and a half hours, but I completed it because damned if I was going to be beaten by a tutorial. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, you can use the rocket boosts to fly, apparently. I've seen people do it. (laughs) Yeah. The movement actually reminds me, if anyone remembers, of the old Micro Machine racing game on the PC. Which is one of the only PC games I have played back from my childhood. What was I about? I played on the uh, Mega Drive. And I think it was the same game. Oh, that, it, but... that Mega Drive cart that came with the extra little gate, the slots for extra controllers built into the cartridge. Did it? 
Oh, yes, because yes. you could plug four players into it. Yeah, so you didn't need a multi-tap. It had the extra controllers built into the cartridge. Back in the days where you could only have two controllers, and yeah. then it went, plug this in, you can now have four. That was the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I couldn't remotely plug in four controllers at once without wires now. And that still makes me go, ooh, that's fancy, I want that. Yes. We are old, as discussed last time. Yes. Yeah, time um, has not been kind. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I have the... Uh, high-pitched, squeaky voice of a child trying to escape from a bag. That's true, that the listeners can't see what you look like, so... That's a good point. Haggard. That's why, there's, that's why there's no video to this. It's just sound. It's safer that way for all viewers. Yes, mm. yeah. Yeah, I look like Hagrid after the Battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Hair everywhere. Big, red-rimmed eyes. I was going to try and do a Hagrid impression. It did, though. not going to work. It was going to go, Wah, Harry! <laughs> it's not a pirate! <laughs> <laughs> or Cornish. No, no. He's a bit, he's a bit yokel. Is he? Robbie Coltrane? Yeah. Well, well, he puts it on. He, he does, actually, yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. You're yes, a wizard, that's, Harry. That's quite a yeah. good impression, Aaron. Yeah, Is it because yeah. you have a beard? It could be. We, we kind of, everybody who has a beard sort of sounds like each other. You're all Robbie Coltrane. We, all extensions of him. Yes. Uh, really, we sense. are all one beard. Um, that's a bit weird. So I just imagined tangled beards and, and just everybody... Ugh, no. Oh, like those rat kings where the rats get together and they run over each other and their tails get tied together and then they become one giant rat. You know the just, legend of the rat king? And we've just no. given from software their next boss fight. <laughs> okay, it's a real thing uh, from okay. mythology. Um, it's yes, a real thing bit... from mythology. <laughs> 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 I just realised what I said. Oh, you're going to keep that now and tell everyone. Oh, no, but I really have. Um, yes, it's a... It's a a real mythological thing? Um, the, the legend of the rat king. Go on Wikipedia, people. Um, it's a real thing. Uh, but you could do that with beards. You could all become entangled in your beards and then form Three one, some kind of synchronised hairy entity that just <laughs> floats around talking Cornish to itself. <laughs> oh, tangents. Um, apologies to any of our listeners from Cornwall. All with beards. <laughs> Or pirates. Um, if there's any pirates out there, um, please keep your hooks away from the complain button. Um, we will make it up to you in a future episode. <laughs> so yes, Rocket League. <laughs> Which doesn't involve pirates or bearded people. But it can. It can. It yes. can. Yes. Yes, you can put a pirate hat on. Yes. Do you get... Okay, I have to ask, because you're not allowed to play the multiplayer play a bit. This is one of the things I quite like about Rocket League. So you play a game... And then every so often, I think it's got levels, I'm not 100% sure, but every so often you unlock new bits to attach to your car. So yes. a new flag, new wheels. And new cars. New cars. Do you still get those if you don't play online? You get all of them, yes. Yes, you still unlock the stuff as you go. Oh, you don't just get them all for free, because oh. they're like, you're obviously quite lonely, <laughs> have some things to make you no, feel no, better. Yes, <laughs> as, you, as you progress through the, the levels and leagues and, and beat opponents, you get the stuff. That is unlocked. No, oh, okay. Do you right, need to? Enough. You need to unlock your Ghanaian national flag, the honest way, <laughs> online, like the rest of us. <laughs> but I never win. I can actually win against the bots about thirty percent of the time. That's really. Oh, bless you. Well, I, I can beat them really easily on on the easiest mode. Um, on the uh, it's pro. It's easy, pro, and all star with the the difficulties. On oh, yeah, yeah. all star, which is kind of the middle difficulty. The bots actually want to win. 
And that's all I have to say about that. They actually try and win, as opposed to me, which is fly around the arena desperately trying to hit a ball. Which is very different to, well, I'm going to say at least my experience of online play, where half of them are intently going to win and play with tactics, which is not something I imagine could happen in a game where you press a button and your car flies through the air. Tactics seems like a weird thing. And other people who just go, ball, I'm going to chase the ball, and just run around the pitch after it and do nothing else. Leading to the six-car pile-up that inevitably happens. Yeah, which is great, because you can charge at it from a distance and like blow up several of them all at once with enough power. That's true. Yes, it has a really nice progression as a game, because when you first start playing the game, you do the tutorial, and it's like, you can hit a ball with a car, and you do it, and the ball goes in the goal, and it explodes, and... It kind of goes, yeah, you scored, and sends you flying back across the level, and you're like, okay, this is all right. And then you spend your first ten games running around, charging after the ball, trying to yeah. somersault into it and hit it as hard as you possibly uh, can. can. Yeah. And then you start to work out that, actually, if you hang back and try and anticipate what you're doing, um, trying to work out where the ball might go, or actually leave your friend back in goal... So yeah. that if they break suddenly, they can't just knock it in from the halfway line. I mean, the, the areas are quite big. Yeah they're, um, yeah, they're not. They're much bigger than a normal football pitch. Yeah. If the cars were people, that's quite a, yeah. a poor analogy there. Uh, but if they are quite quite sizable, yeah, uh, even with a boost, seconds. it takes maybe seven or eight seconds to get from one end to the other. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, the cars do shift quite. Bear in mind, you've got opponents in the way, so you're constantly smashing into one another anyway. So. Or you've yeah. got people on your team who are very eager, and you're constantly smashing into, into one them, another. Into them, yeah. Um, I yes. can't help reversing around the entire boat. I can't see anything when I've got ball cam on. Yeah, so it reminds me a little of playing football as a kid in the playground Yeah, at primary school, yeah. where... You, you jump as a post, Jumpers for goalposts! Yes. <laughs> Back in the old days with the orange footballs that yes. would give you brain damage when you headed them. Um, <laughs> that actually resulted in a head injury for me. Really? Yeah, when I was younger. Because we used jumpers as goalposts in our school bags. <laughs> yeah. And then the first time we actually got the football goals installed, I forgot that they were there and I ran straight into one. <laughs> causing myself a, a concussion for two days. Were they invisible? No, I just head down running as fast as I could to stop the ball going in the goal and just forgot that there was a goalpost there. <laughs> you know when you run, you're not supposed to put your head down towards the floor. You're not well, an actual I'm cartoon just... character. I, I, <laughs> I blame Top Gear for it because I just started watching Top Gear so I was trying to make myself more aerodynamic to, to cut through the air quicker. I would like to point out I did stop the ball going in the goal with my lifeless limp body. <laughs> Something remembered... Um by the people of uh, Form 3B for the rest <laughs> of their time. Um, yes. Not, is that why you're the way you are? What could have a head injury at school playing football? Yes. <laughs> no, I think I was weird before that. Yeah, it's a chicken and the egg situation because you had to be slightly odd to actually run, run into, into, uh, into the goal. Yeah. Well, funny enough, that's how, at least in my experience, I tend to save most of my goals on Rocket League. Yes. By my wife giving me a concussion and me falling asleep in the controller. No, um, yeah, just by ha- happening to be just at the right place in the way of the ball when I'm off staring at something else. Yeah, half the time off. If I have to actually aim at something, I miss it completely in this game. Which is why yeah. tactics always surprise me in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that you can actually cross to each other in the game, which is something FIFA took years to actually manage to get right. Yes. And, yeah. And this game does it what perfectly fine. I mean, there's not a button press to do it. You have to actually. I mean, the only buttons are forwards, backwards, handbrake turn, 
boost and jump, and you can jump again and do a double jump. That's yeah. it. Oh, and you can change the, the camera, because you can either look directly ahead of you and not really see what's going on, yeah. or you can stare at the ball and not really see what's going on, yeah. which sounds really bad, but actually adds to the fun of the game. Yeah. It's absolute chaos. When there's eight people, when you're playing in the chaos mode, um, all jumping, diving for the ball, um, there's some great videos, some great Vine clips out there of eight people somersaulting around a ball that very, very, very slowly rolls into the goal and blows them all up. <laughs> um, there's, there's some brilliant players out there because the game was based on the old um, the old game from yeah, 2008. Which seems a massive following. We've forgotten. It does have, and it apparently plays very similar. So sometimes you'll come up against someone who can fly through the air, do a backflip, and knock the ball in at a completely unlikely angle. Yeah. And they mean it because they've been playing the game for seven years. Yeah. And this is one of the things that, just to talk about multiplayer gaming in general, I used to play quite a bit of Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> so I don't actually have to go quiet there. It's fine. I was, I was joking. <laughs> that that silence was half our audience walking away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, um, yeah, I, I, especially round about the World at War. Oh, well, yeah. Era. That was about the time I stopped as well. The World yeah, War we used era. to play online back in the day. We that did. Where I started. When I was young. Um, and the problem with that was that unless you were willing to be the person that spent all their free time playing it, there yeah. are always going to be a lot yeah. of people that were better than you. And because Call of Duty doesn't change, the idea of loading up a call... Well, they did it a little bit. But essentially, it's it's an update each year. It's, it's, like it's tweaks rather than an overhaul yeah. of the basic mechanics. Yeah, the idea of go, buying a Call of Duty game and loading it up online is actually quite scary now because I'm sure I'll just die over and over and over again. Well, the last time I loaded it up was probably about a year after we finished playing kind of around the, the world, of, world, of, uh, world at War era. What was that, sorry, Connor? World at War. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, see, I got it that time. Um, yeah, I put on Modern Warfare 2 and went online just to see what happened. I died within two seconds. I then died within another two seconds. I then died within five seconds. Ooh. I then died within ten seconds when Aggression. I just ran the opposite direction of all the <laughs> scary gunfire. And then I gave up playing altogether when I realised that the world had left me behind. Yeah. See, I've got a bit of experience with the new one, because I managed to actually play the uh, open beta in the amazing amount of time that was actually available for an entire weekend. I left it for a day, went back and went, oh, it's gone. Oh, well. Fuck it. But you, um, got, you got on it. I got Yeah, I got on it. I Look at play. you with your industry connections. I know. <laughs> um, what was an open beta, so everybody could, but um, yeah. Well, that's just ruins your status. That's yeah. a rubbish joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I played a little bit, and they've changed it to be a bit more like uh, Titanfall, I think it was called. Uh, the Xbox One exclusive, where you could yes. you had mech suits and you could jump around. Well, that was made by some of the team that did Call of Duty. Yes, so it's quite clear that they've tried to copy back. Because you, you can jump and run off walls and stuff like that. I never got a chance to actually try any of those things because, again, within three seconds of turning it on, I was getting my just obliterated by everything. Yeah. And I wasn't good... Well, I wasn't good at Black Ops, Black Ops 2, but I was good enough to get kind of maybe the top three occasionally. You know, I was normally the top half of the leaderboard. So I was all right at it back when I used to play. 
my reactions aren't haven't got that much slower. I mean, well, I'm, well, yeah, fair enough. Probably a little bit. <laughs> so I spent just a little bit of waiting time, but there was just not enough time to get a, a, a grip of the controls or anything again. And I just got pissed off and never played again because of a bit. Like I said, it's not changed enough. No people just yeah. like this is all I want to play, and that's really dull to me. I mean, if, if you enjoy that, that's fine, fair enough. But for me personally, yeah, I'd rather ex- experience new things. Yeah, but the good thing about Rocket League is it seems that the original game, there were about 10 people that used to play it. Yes. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. So occasionally you'll meet one of these these godlike players, just hope that they're on your team. But you can actually admire the beauty of what they're doing. They're like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Yeah. Like a little thing. The games don't last too long, only about five minutes, maybe six or seven with replays and pausing. And yeah. Not, not pausing, but waiting for the game to restart. Yeah, the replays from the goals. Um, yeah. That sort of thing. So, um, doesn't doesn't overstay its welcome. If you have a bad game or if the other team are really really good, uh, you can quit out. Um, yeah. If you just leave, it will the new it will now ban you for fifteen minutes from doing any rank matches. Oh really? really? Yes. Oh, oh good. But That's... there is a vote to forfeit thing on there. So if we yeah. uh, as three were on a team, and we were losing. At five nil, and we still had three minutes to go. A, we should have a word with ourselves. Um, and B, we can, I could vote to forfeit. If you then did the same, pause the game. Yeah. Press vote for forfeit. It will just forfeit the game. The other team win. You get a little bit of XP. They get loads of XP. Yeah. And you go back to the, go back to the thing. Now, there were lots of problems with the servers with Rocket League when it first started. As there is with every multiplayer game that comes out, it's just inevitable now. It seems to be a thing, doesn't it? It seems to be a recurring story. It's especially something like Rocket League because I don't know how much of a release date it had. I have to double check possibly before it actually went on PS Plus. But if it's anything like the other ones, it was pretty much released on PS Plus first. Because Sony would have given them a nice. It was. It came out on PS, PS Plus. First. There we go. Yeah. That's, that's the worst thing we could happen for, for a server-based game. Well, I think um, they expected a few people to download it. They yep. didn't expect. Everyone, no, especially it's the time of year. I mean, summer's rubbish for games. Yeah, um, oh, so it came out at the beginning of summer, so everyone downloaded it because there wasn't a lot else coming out. Yeah, no, and they had hundreds of thousands of people yeah. trying to play it at once when they expected a lot less because it's free and everybody goes, "Oh, shiny free thing I want." Especially as you're forcing people who actually have PS Plus to go online now. So yes. you've got a lot more than would would have been expected if it had been on the PS3, maybe. Yep. Um, yeah. And especially if you were originally building it and planning it as a downloadable, you know, you pay, pay to download it kind of thing. So you've got 10 to 15, people who are paying 10 to 15 quid. So you won't expect a big base for a start. You'd hope people would catch on. And I think if they'd gone that way, it would still have caught on really well because it is very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's almost impossible to judge how many people are going to actually nab it and play it all at the same time and build a server to adhere to that. Okay. If an online multi- MMO can't manage it, a little company like that's never going to. Yeah. Quick straw poll then. Very scientific. Three people. Colin, would you have bought that bought Rocket League if it hadn't been free? No. Would you have bought Rocket League if it hadn't been free? No. I wouldn't have bought Rocket League, Rocket League if it wasn't free. Um, I saw, I did see a, a couple videos um, by some YouTubers that I, that I subscribe to, but I was already playing it by then. Yeah. It might have pushed me across because um, it does look a bit mad. Yeah. But I've been playing that. The other games sat by my PlayStation waiting for me to play at the moment are Dragon Age Inquisition, Witcher 3. 
and the Metro Redo or Redux, mm. whatever it might whatever be. It's yeah. Um, I think it's a French yeah. X. Yeah. Every man should have a French X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please cut that out. That was terrible. No. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Um, so it seems like it's worked. Yeah. They've got people at a time when there's not a lot of games coming out. Yeah. Have a go at this. It's free. How are they going to make money? They've released a DLC pack. Yeah, which is like special cars and a new arena and stuff like that, which... Well, the new arena, a new arena came out for free. There's a Colosseum and it makes vaguely Roman noises at you. Which is amazing. Scoring goals in that when you've got like this this huge... Yeah, you get completely, you get a big chant kind of... Yes, Yes. cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know how... Carticus... Yeah, if, um, if, if, a, <laughs> if a publisher um, subscribes to the PS Plus model, you know they get paid. No, no, no idea. Okay, basically, Sony goes, "Well, we're your project. What are your projected figures for this? Or we give, we've got projected figures for this game. We think it's going to sell by this much, so we'll give you this proportion of money now as a big down payment." So Sony uh, pay them, yeah, they pay to them have pay. the game, yeah. Basically. Okay, so they did make some money then. Yeah, they would have. They won't. They won't have made none. They would have made a fair chunk. That's good. Won't. I don't think have been as much. It'd have been more than if they'd actually sold it straight away. Because, like I said, I mean, the three of us here who really, really like the game, we, none of us had picked it up. Yeah. Without having played it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, might have been one of those sort of sleeper hits where it grew a fan base of its own, but yeah, the other so. game didn't. No. Um. And I mean, it's not amazing graphic. It looks nice enough. Uh, yeah, the frame sure, rate's yeah. fairly stable. Yeah. So it doesn't judder. It doesn't mess around. No. Probably because um, it's not actually, it's not that, that taxing. Which is, uh, yeah, which is good for a game, right? Especially as, um, even on some minor connections. Pilot who? Yeah. And other than the occasional, uh, moment where my car started to go in a completely different direction because apparently losing an internet connection means my controller goes left. All the time. It's like so when you see my character just going around in a big circle. It's not me being drunk or with my concussion from my wife. It's internet connection <laughs> going. Is your PlayStation like one of those World War fighter planes that could only go right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, these cutting up to date references with <laughs> which we entertain you. Well, I'd, I'd describe Rocket League as it is. It is completely worth everybody's time playing. I'm not sure it's worth the, the ten, fifteen pound or however much it costs. It was good when it was free and very enjoyable. But there is only five minutes of gameplay. Yeah. That's it. It's it, it's yeah. five minutes of fun. Now it is continuously five minutes of fun, and it can always be five minutes of fun, but there's nothing else to the game than those five minutes of fun. So it's really, you know, you've got 20 minutes before you've got to go to work. A couple of games of, of Rocket League is, yeah. is well worth looking at. But as for replayability, well, long-term replayability, there is none. Yeah, it's, it's not something you'd probably sit down and play six hours of in a row. No, no. Back to but, but it's well worth as a casual game to play. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, me and Brian, you know, because we have an internet... <laughs> <laughs> We only have the one between us, and it's, it's run by a man in a hat who runs between the houses, delivering. We socialise virtually without you. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We tend to. Well, when I actually pay attention to the messages he sends me, and I'm distracted by The Witcher. Um, yeah. I tend to play it online most evenings yeah. because it's, like I said, it's nice, quick, easy. 
Oh, yeah, okay, I'll have a quick few games of this. And it gets addicting. Yes. Oh, I play, I went through, because uh, if you play solo, you can play a league. Mm. Um, and I did a 36-game league um, because I was I felt like it and realised I'd played it for four and a half hours. And yeah. Oh. But I haven't played it much since because I'm all rocket leagued out. Yeah. I probably would play it more if I had access to online, but I live in the Dark Ages, so I'm not allowed. <laughs> yes, you live in a very, very modern, very new house at the edge of the town that we live in with no internet. Yes, that's <laughs> because our city council is run by syphilitic gibbons. <laughs> Uh, if I ever need a pen name, Syphilitic Gibbons will be my pen name. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that's uh, that's Rocket League in a nutshell. Have we actually done a good job of describing how it works? Uh, we said it was... You drive around as a car, you knock the ball in the goal, it's very, very crazy. Well, yeah. we're talking about the progression that we didn't really mention. You, you, once you realise the tactics and start gaining control, it actually is very skillful. Don't, don't, please don't walk away from this and think it's just... 10 minutes of driving your car into another car. You yeah. can be very, very clever and very, very oh, skillful. I've got some videos, I say, because I'm a, I'm a sad bastard and I was really quite proud of myself. Uh, yeah. But I have got a couple of videos of amazing goals I scored and got really excited and told my girlfriend to come and watch because aren't I great? <laughs> have you been making montages? I'm making montages out of my, 80, my goal score. 80s power ballad, rocket league goal montage. However, I don't want to toot my own horn here and most of those amazing goals were complete and utter flukes with 99% of the time me doing a somersault through the air and smashing into the enemy's goal and just lying in there going well that was silly of me well that's the beauty of it because of the way it when you score a goal and you mentioned this a bit, a bit earlier you know the, the whole the whole goal mouth explodes in essence and blasts everything back so even when you do something stupid like oh I clip the controller and span in the air oh and I knocked the ball and I scored a goal you feel really good for it because yeah. you've got you, you watch everybody else explode away from the goal and think, yeah, I caused that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So that's Rocket League. Um, more recently, last month, one of the free PS Plus games was Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Now, I'm the only one that's played this massively, I would say. I don't know how big you were when you were playing it. <laughs> I think you're the only one who's actually played it. Yes. No, no we played together. Yeah, we yeah, played, yeah, we played had a little go. Oh, yes. Okay, so this won't be a completely biased video with two of us sitting here going, well, I, I, just, understand. I, I, don't, I didn't play it. Well, did I you guys play the first one that was on PS3, Xbox 360, Guardian of Light, I think it was? I'm afraid not. I've, I've got as far as Lara Croft being beaten up for ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've played uh, Lara Croft from the... Guardian Light 4. Yep. Really, really love that game. It, it looks beautiful for... Oh, it was 360, yeah, I don't know. But it's on the PS3 as well. Um, it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, top-down isometric... Uh, well, that's top-down isometric. The two different things. It's an isometric... <laughs> <laughs> um, Twin-stick shooter uh, with puzzle elements in it. Um, whereas the original one was kind of a two-player cooperative one. Uh, this one is a four-player cooperative. Okay. And suffers for it. Really? <sighs> yes. The beautiful thing about the first one was Lara Croft had a distinct set of skills and abilities. They did things. You play it in single player, you get them kind of converged to a certain extent. Um, and the other chap whose name I can't remember, who was like the Aztec god that had been resurrected, that was giving her a hand. I saw him on the front cover. That's my only contribution, by the way, to this. <laughs> <laughs> seen the front cover advertised. Colin Howard, everyone. <laughs> 
um, yeah, had a completely different set of skills and could do different things. And so, you know, you, you balance each other out during the course of the match. Yeah. With this, with four players, it seems there's two distinct set of skills and nothing four, else. For four, four players. People. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, Laura Croft has got a, a hook, hook shop. She can up other things and climb up things. The Egyptian lady or whoever happens to have the staff has got a shield lock ability that can be used to stand on jumbo things and stuff like that. It's a bit weird. Um, but I'm enjoy- I've enjoyed it, but it's not been great. It's felt really cheap compared okay. to the one. As in cheap to look at or just yeah, the cheap whole to look at? The whole thing feels completely cheap. Is it, it, does it feel sequely? Yes. And it's that's done- a technical term, by the way, sequely. Sequely, yes. Well... Crystal Dynamics have got a habit of doing this. The first game in a series is normally absolutely amazing. Yeah. The second one tends to be not massively different, and there's no reason why it should be poorer, but a bit poorer. What else have they done? So Tomb Raider as a whole series. Right from the oh, okay. Uh, Legacy of Cain. I thought that was Eidos. Yeah, Eidos. Eidos. original. Um, Crystal Dynamics were the developers. I was ah. with the uh, publishers. Like Square Enix as the publishers of the new one. Crystal Dynamics still developed It's the... good that we know what we're talking about on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did these one because it's fine. Well, that's um, yeah, as long as yeah. one of us know about what we're talking about. Well, yeah, and they did the Legacy of Kane series. Crystal Dynamics did the Legacy of Kane series. They were very good games. They were. Uh, Soul Weaver was amazing. Beautiful score, beautiful graphics. Just perfect gameplay. It, you know, it really offset itself. The second one, although none of those things were missing from it, wasn't as good. No. Because it felt a little bit more rushed, a little bit cheaper. It didn't feel like they'd innovated, maybe. I mean, they set a quite high bar with Soul Reaver. There's, there's two types of sequels I found. There's the sequels of, this was really good, now let's take it in a bold new direction with a new story, with new mechanics, and, and it's a sequel, but it's almost entirely new. Yeah. And then there's the other type of sequel, which is, oh, this sold really well, well, let's make more of that as quickly as we can and cash in on that... I think it term. Cash in on everybody's enthusiasm for this particular yeah. genre at the time, which means it feels rushed. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, this there's little things in it. I mean, the music's won awards. I think one yes, or something did. I need to check for. Um, well, the, the video game equivalent of the music in what? Won awards? In, uh, <laughs> well, all the, I think most of the Tomb Raiders have had it at some point in time. Okay. very good music, but this one particularly is uh, the. Temple of Osiris has apparently won awards. And I remember the music in the Guardian of Light being really, really nice. Mm. The intro music's beautiful. Nick really caught me in. I listened to it and I didn't want to leave the menu because I was quite enjoying it so much. Okay. Um, I can't remember it on the one time I played it. And that's the thing I found about <laughs> the music in the rest of the game. You know, I, I, I quite mm. like music in games. You know, it's just a thing I tend to pay a lot of attention to when I'm playing. I don't remember for the rest of the game. It won awards, but I don't know why because I don't remember what you listened to, what, what you heard, what I heard. Are you sure you actually want to play games, or do you just want to listen to music? I mostly just want to listen to music, but with fancy shiny images in front of my face at the same time. Okay, I so could want... probably go to a concert and get the same feeling. Yeah, it's fine. I get you a CD player and um, a shiny ball. Yes, just, a disco ball, <laughs> just a lava lamp in front of you. Yeah. One of those plastic binoculars where you click the thing and you get a different <gasps> picture come up. It yes. probably could have saved your wife buying you PS4. Really, by yeah, sorry, yeah. Laura. We, yeah, no could, we could have saved a lot of money there for you. <laughs> I don't know. A proper disco setup is is expensive. Well, that's true. Um, but yeah, so I don't remember that. So especially amazing for it. But I don't know. Um, the sound design on the whole game is a little bit 
up and down. I mean, uh, Keely Halls has apparently has been doing Tomb Raider since Tomb Raider. I hadn't realised that. Really? Uh, yeah. No. And, and I read it, I read it on Wikipedia, so it might be completely lying. So I do apologise if I'm completely talking rubbish. But her voice acting's pretty good. It's just cheesy enough that it's like the old Tomb Raider as well. You know, they know they're not being very serious. It's a woman mm. shooting things in an ancient temple. It's not realistic. And she plays it up a bit, like she did in Doctor Who and things like that. Just the right amount of cheese in her acting is quite good. I'm trying to think of the actresses. She was in Doctor um, Who. She was in Doctor Yeah, Doctor Who is... Um, I have no idea. Um, Completely off topic, but I like Doctor Who. Uh, she was one of the... Okay. Um, the enemies in one one, one episode. <laughs> okay, I think she was right. the bank, uh, the, uh, the bank the, of Calabraxas. Yes, I think she was. The one oh, in it was her. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but she was on Ashes to Ashes uh, as well. Which yeah, is that, I know that, from that, most. that makes sense now. He, I'm dying inside. <laughs> What's wrong with Doctor Who? I, I like I Doctor Who. I can't stand Doctor Who. Is that, is that bad? Is that the other half of our audience leaving? I've just <laughs> well, heard. there's a Doctor Who game coming out. So, well, a Lego Dimensions that has an add-on Doctor Who level, and I will oh. definitely be talking about that for years. That'll be it for the podcast. If you want to hear any other game, you might as well turn off now and find something else. <laughs> yes, enjoy, enjoy us before we go down a Doctor Who Lego rabbit hole, <laughs> yes. from which we will never return. <laughs> but, Fitting. Yes. I think for Doctor Who, I don't really know. Uh, I do like Community, the TV show, and they have a Mickey tape called Doctor Space, uh, not Doctor Space Time, uh, Inspector Space Time. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk anymore, that's it. And that's much funnier than Doctor Who has ever been. Oh, oh no, Doctor Who, though, it's, it's, it's good, but yes. So, yes, back to topic. Back to topic. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually frustrated with one tangent. No, um, damn you! I had a point. Um, I didn't. Uh, you were saying how you yeah. don't like Temple of Osiris and it's suffering from well, it's, it's second suffering. game syndrome. Yeah, so yeah, so her voice has secretly. 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 Yeah, <laughs> see. This um, will be recognised as a word. There's a chap called Sam in it who I don't know. I'm assuming he's in one of the other games, but I don't remember seeing him. And the introduction sequence is glazed over as if it's just expected. There's a couple of Egyptian people as well. There's like a Egyptian not, people. not Egyptian people as in modern day Egyptian people. No, as they... in... Pharaoh style people in big headdresses and yeah. loincloths. So actual like ancient, ancient Egyptians. Egyptians. Yes. Yeah. And their voice acting is terrible. Why why are they in Rating. why why out of curiosity, why are they there? I think they've been locked in the tomb yes. that you are raiding. Yeah. Do, yeah. Uh, do so crystal di- dynamics know what happens when you lock someone in a tomb? Are they are they living a lie to themselves? Well, you get chased by a god, so I think they're working within the realms of fantasy. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. The last game had you. you, you we, have we moved mate? on from the uh, the real the gritty realism? Oh yeah, of no, the last game. Have we gone back to shooting Tyrannosaurus Rexes again? Pretty much. Yeah, oh, okay. you shoot crocodile. Um, Warriors later on in the game. Crocodile warriors. Crocodile warriors. Yes. So crocodile warriors. Um, armed T Rexes, basically. Armed T Rexes. <laughs> um, yes. Yes, I know they've done this series as a separate one to the Tomb Raider reboot because they're doing both. Um, the Tomb Raider reboot is the ultra gritty, realistic one, and the Lara Croft series is the more like the traditional one where it's a bit silly and a bit camp um, and ridiculousness. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean I, I had a I had to go for an hour. Yes, so you sounded like you were flagging. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I played with you for an hour. Um, I had a perfectly average time um it felt a bit like because of the angle um and the fact it's a a twin stick shooter it it felt like any other top-down 
shooter, you know, yeah. isometric top down. We're going to need to really nail these terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, isometric. It felt like any other isometric shooter. Um, you're collecting treasure. There's lots of things that pop out, things that you kill, or you smash barrels and gems oh, oh. come out. So it felt a bit Diablo-y yeah, in mean, places. It's, it's not meant to be ultra-realistic in that respect, but you light a lamp and a gem falls out of it. It doesn't make any sense. Just, does that never happen to you? No, I'd, I'd be rich if my lights did that. No, I turned them on you've not been doing that before. No. That's why I've got the uh, the, the five pronged light up in my living room. It's, it drops gems every time. So, should we turn the light switch on and off, and then get the podcast? Well, in the I, 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 I don't want to do it now in case the light doesn't feel like it. Just put it if in the spot. The podcast ends abruptly. It's because I've set fire to Colin's flat trying to get money out of his light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it was okay. Um, yeah. I, there was a little bit of character progression. I unlocked some items, Jesus got a little Christ. bit better, got a submachine gun um, that uses blue bullets. Yes, but yes. Um, they, they, they have different systems to power. It all felt perfectly adequate. Yeah. Um, turned it off. Have had absolutely no urge to play it again since. No. Um, which is a shame, actually, because you seem quite excited about it. Yeah. Well, I've I've enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it like I did with Guardian of Light, but same as you, I've not gone, I really want to play this some more. I've kind of gone, oh, I'll stick it on because I need to talk about something on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and give it a go and think, no, I need to keep trying because I need to see if it's doing else things because it, it's still uh, designed as cleverly as it once were. You know, there's new mechanics introduced, uh, you know, depending because the weather changes. Something to do with the god's new power as you go through the game, so new mechanics develop, and then it okay. tests you with it later on. You know, it's, it teaches you things without so giving you a pop-up box going, if you want to do this, you need to do this. So it, it just does. got some development in yeah, there. And it's, it's, uh, it's just the cheapness just, just takes away from it all. You know, watching Lara Croft's hair wibble all the time, while the other woman with long hair is completely stock still. All the, no, time. all the time, nothing <laughs> wobbles anywhere. Right. It makes no sense. It doesn't. I think it's just a little bit odd. My wife described it as when I started playing. Said, "Oh, it looks like you're approaching a Disney ride. It's kind of soft and gentle, and there's not really anything horrible about it's it. It's very cartoony, okay. isn't it? Yeah. So, do we at Critical Twits uh, recommend that you immediately go out and download Lara Croft and the Companions of Adventurous Hair <laughs> at fourteen ninety nine? Because I checked the price of this one before starting. <laughs> no, not the slightest. Yeah. I wouldn't bother at all, especially uh, as I've got DLC packs that are completely pointless as well. Just, just PS Plus game, yeah, it was nice, but I wouldn't bother otherwise. Whereas Guardian of Light, if you can still pick that up, which I think you can on the download thing, definitely, definitely get that because it's amazing. Excellent. The um, keen-eared listeners may have noticed that the uh, Lara Croft and Temple of Osiris section was much better researched. That's because that was Aaron's bit. Uh, it was my job to do all the research for Rocket League. So what I actually did was go home and play Rocket League for an hour and a half. Uh, what was I doing when you picked me up? Playing Rocket League. Yes. Um, I didn't actually look up any of the things I intended to because I was actually having too much fun playing Rocket League. I couldn't be bothered. We just indicate that I basically don't have life, don't we? I just sat there and I'm going to write notes over what I'm playing. Yay. Oh, Aww. sad for you. That might be why I didn't enjoy it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, third part. Third and final part. There's three of us. There is. Colin, what have you got to talk to us about? What have I got to talk to you about? 
Well, unfortunately, I haven't been playing anything. Well, I have. That's not a com- um, complete lie. Otherwise, there'd be no point in me being here. Um, however, I haven't been able to play many games because my £400 PlayStation broke. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. It's fine now. It was under warranty. PlayStation have, have sent a replacement. Um, my battery pack fused with all the internal mechanics and it just loved the rest of the PlayStation so much it, it fondled it all it did my PlayStation <laughs> fondled itself there you go a common problem <laughs> with PlayStations fondling itself at least it didn't touch my Xbox because then uh, would uh, it would have been terrible for both you might have invented a new console put them together see what read the two consoles uh, that's, that's yes the Nintendo X Station 1 <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just take a moment to imagine what that would be like. Right. <laughs> yes. Terrible. Right, moving on. <laughs> this is the kind of podcast where you at home have to work as well. Yes. yes. You, you have to imagine of... these things. Yes. And, and my sad, lonely flat, which doesn't have the internet and didn't have a PS4. If you want to send us some fan art. No. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of art, um, if you are watching this on a website or have come here via a Twitter feed that features any kind of shiny picture uh, in any way, shape or form, that is Colin's doing. It is. Uh, so thank you, Colin, for all the work that you're now contractually obliged to do because you agreed to do it on a podcast. That's true, and well, I I, I would like to do it because it is my only noteworthy achievements that I've ever done is, is painting, apart from parrying in Bloodborne. That's it. They are all I can do. <laughs> I cannot do anything else. So you can paint lovely pictures and fire imaginary guns. Yes. Put that on your CV. Who would not hire you? I, I've already put it on my CV. <laughs> I, I'm putting on my CV that I can um, visual attack the snatchers by parrying them. There you go. That's, what, that's all an employee needs to know about me. So, yeah, so for the third part, we thought we'd um, have a quick chat about, first of all, again, on the theme of PlayStation Plus, you can now vote for what game you want to come out the following month. The other games still come out, but they're not free. You have to buy them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and the winner this month was, is it Growing Home? Grow Home. Grow Home. Grow Home. Because it's a play on Go Home. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Puns. Yes. Who would use puns? We at Critical Twits do not approve of any pun usage. <laughs> um, yes, uh, which I downloaded because it was free. And I haven't played because it looks like it's about gardening. And if there's one thing I hate in the entire world, it's gardening. I do not enjoy gardening in any not way. Not to put you on the spot, but I feel uh, that you're, you're lying to all the listeners out there. Because yeah. I remember a game called Plants vs. Zombies. Ah, yes. That you avidly played, as I, I recall. I did. I completed that. And, and that definitely involved some gardening. There was much in, in gardening. In... And about six years on, it's still... My girlfriend's favourite game. Yes. Um, which she will play in the endless modes over and over and over again. <laughs> Has um, she got the achievement yet for getting to level 40? I don't know. I don't think she cares, uh, uh, to be she's honest. She's missing the point. I was going to say, rub it in her face because I managed to get that. It took forever, but I got it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I then immediately died in level 41 and haven't played the game since. Yes. <laughs> Cutting edge games investigation, talking about Plants vs. Zombies. Um, I haven't played Plants vs. Zombies 2 because it had some kind of pay-to-play. It's oh, free, but then you... It was yeah. free, but pay-to-play, wasn't it? Thanks, CEA. Well, well, apparently yeah. it wasn't done badly, though. Apparently it was you had to wait to obviously do it again, but it wasn't going the Dungeon Keeper route of... 
pay to play, which was taking the fucking piss. Um, (laughs) And how exactly was it extracting the reproducing urine, Aaron? Well, Dungeon Keeper was a beautiful game where you created a dungeon. And Um, had to keep it? And how to keep it. <laughs> I didn't let anyone else have it. You'd keep your dungeon to yourself. Yes. Like, no, this is my dungeon. <laughs> so, uh, as a devil, you uh, got little gobliny things to dig out to the walls and, and mine gems and things like that. And is this EA... related to the Dungeon Keeper from about 1994? It is the same game. I love that game. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. 47 minutes I managed to play it in a Dixon's yeah. in the town centre because right. my computer couldn't God. play it. But EA yeah. have ruined it by yeah. making it free to play. Yep. But you have to pay add-ons, and because of the length of time it takes to build all the sections of your dungeons, you have no choice but to actual pay real money Aww. to make it play. I saw a uh, still image from the uh, one of the Jimquisition videos of um, just plugging another video there. Don't, don't watch that yet. Um, <laughs> uh, of of him playing the game, and he was just trying to dig out. Because it's all done in squares, basically. Yeah. Dig out one square, and it had a twenty-four hour timer on it. Unless you wanted to pay a fiver to dig out one block. One block. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's yeah. mad. You can't build anything on one block. You need a minimum of four by four rooms to do the simplest of rooms, and everything else tends to take eight by eight or twelve yeah. by eight. Sorry, the game's unplayable. Yes, it sounds horrible. Yes, they ruined it. But apparently, Plants vs Zombies two, they did better. Yeah, so oh, there was okay. still countdown time. Of course, you just got to play it for a while. And then maybe turn on falls, which if you're playing while having shit like most people do, Plants vs Zombies, it's fine. It just means you get time to wipe your ass. I've um, only ever played Plants vs Zombies on, on my, my Xbox. On the Xbox I think, yeah. I think um, uh, my uh, my girlfriend might be a bit upset if I just started openly defecating <laughs> in the uh, in the living <laughs> room, even if I tried to claim it was some kind of the role playing fertilizer creation. <laughs> um, I don't think that would go down too well. Yeah, um, to get yeah. out the sofa as well. Generally, it's only the cat that's allowed to defecate in our living room and by allowed I mean she does it whether we want her to or not sometimes yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> bless her uh, yes but I have downloaded it and I have kept it yeah so I will probably play it at some point oh, yeah and you've had a go no not yet because I was playing the other ones a little bit more uh, we're going to try and talk about a game we haven't played no I've no. seen some videos of it and it does actually yep. look quite good more okay. like a kind of uh, puzzle platformer yeah uh, 3D puzzle platform. So it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. But Super Time Force, Super Ultra Time Force. Yeah, that that I downloaded as well. Get more than one game. It's quite it's, good. It's, it's awesome. It's ridiculously silly. Um, as as time travel things are want to be. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You you play a small team of people who are trying to uh, stop an alien robotic race that's taken over the planet since the main character invented time travel. Okay. But they don't shit. Because he made time travel, um, and his future self comes back. His, his future self from five minutes in the future, who now has double eye patches over eyes and a million and one medals all over himself. Um, Busy five minutes, yes. Because <laughs> um, at that time, he's, he's, he's created a, a force of people with special abilities to to take on. And then you play through a level, and every time somebody dies or you press a button, you can reverse time by about um, thirty seconds. I think maximum. sounds like braid. A little bit, yes. Um, each level is, you've got 30 seconds to complete each level. Okay. Um, and each time you go back in time, the person that was there before stays there. 
So okay. you can play through the whole level as one person and then reverse it and that person will carry on playing and then you can play somebody else behind them. Is this up. the kind of thing if there's a giant pet of spikes you could sort of kill 15 people and then walk across their bodies to get to the other end? In essence, yeah. I mean, it doesn't uh-huh. leave the bodies like that but that kind of thing, yeah. Okay. Definitely. It's a bit weird that's where I went to first, isn't yeah. it? Impaling if bodies I... to make a land bridge. You have been playing too much Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's silly, 8-bit. Um, stylings and stuff which work really well for it because it kind of riffs off the old Mega Mans and things like yeah. that and plays on that a little bit but it's really fun so it's, it's an action puzzle game and it's it causes your brain to hurt after a little while trying to think round the, the things like the first boss battle you've got to come to it's not possible beating that first 30 seconds with one person you've got okay. to position everybody just right to blow certain things certain orders up Okay. And then each time you do that, it changes slightly. You've got to go back in time and change. The next person's got to do something slightly different. And it, oh, yeah. It's brain aching, but it's really, really good. That sounds quite interesting. I do like a little sort of puzzle game. That wasn't one of the options to vote for last month, was it? That no, been no. in in any way. I voted for Zombie Vikings. I think it was called. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah, Zombie yes, Vikings. Yes, which I, I haven't actually downloaded yet, but I might. What do you think to the idea of the community voting for one of the games, though? That's where I was going with that five minutes ago. Uh, it depends on the community. PlayStation Plus? As, it, as in the people <laughs> that are on PlayStation Plus, yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you really want to play Zombie Vikings, then Zombie Vikings looks like a fun game, but Call of Duty come out with a top-down piece of crap shooting game then which they've done and you can pretty sure that most of the community will vote for that because it's Call of Duty so it depends whether or not people are are voting for games that are actually any good or whether they're voting for brands well you get I think you only get a selection of three normally, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there I've three seen choices it. last month. Yeah. I've okay, not so it's not for this month yet. Yeah. Okay, so it's a I was too of... busy playing Rocket League. <laughs> it's a choice of three different games. Yeah, oh, so okay, they give you that... three, and then they give you a bunch of selections. But I like the fact they've still kept the random lot in because there's quite a few they like Rocket League. If I'd seen that pop up on that list, I would never have selected. Yeah, that. I'd say it's really good. As long as everybody votes for the game that you voted for, otherwise you'd be very <laughs> disappointed. Are you trying to suggest that democracy is an ultimately unsatisfying system of governance? I'm just saying every fantasy... Critical twits, <laughs> fascist needs. <laughs> I'm just saying that in most fantasy games, it, everything seems to have worked out quite well when there's a king or a queen. Ooh... <laughs> We could we played the Witcher, right? Just just as a heads up. Yeah, but I only killed the Griffin from the first bit, and but everything seemed to be fine up till then. It, everything was working. There's a war going on, but that's not the king's fault, obviously. No, of course, kings have nothing to do with uh, with war. Now, plus um, plus, King's Charles dance, so I'm I'm behind him all the way anyway. Yes, because he has a very very good history of correct and lawful governance in fantasy based things. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things I'm looking forward to from PlayStation Plus is the re-release of Super Meek Boy. Mm. My favourite game of 2011? Yeah, I think it came out about then. It was about then. Was it then? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah it's, it's time strange. To... Yeah. Again, we're starting to sound very old, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Well... Uh, you're going to need to describe Super Meat Boy for me because I've played a brief demo of it, but not properly. I watched a documentary on it. Yay. Yes. Um, yeah, it was featured quite heavily in Indie Game, the movie, wasn't it? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, based on, yeah. <laughs> actually, the, 
just going back to when you were talking about the developers of Tomb Raider making things worse. Yeah. Um, I think that should be named Phil Fish Syndrome. <laughs> Phil Fish oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Where things will be okay as long as you don't put your foot in it repeatedly over and over again. Uh, because Fez was a lovely little game. Yeah. Super Meat Boy was featured um, quite quite heavily on Indie Game the movie. Uh, the creators have gone on to work on all sorts of other things, including the very successful Binding of Isaac, which is amazing. Yep. Which is uh, yes, if you're going to play a twin stick shooter, yep. um, play that instead. Yep, um, and that is top down. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of. Oh god, is it isometric? Oh, no, no, it's top down. Yeah, no, no, it's not enough of an angle. I bet there's some mathematician out there who's got a specific drawing for the exact angles for isometric views. Probably, or yeah. Some poor yeah. developer. Yeah. Um, if you do have the correct maths and would like to send it in, um, please write to our usual address. <laughs> um, yes. So the um, Super Meat Boy. Um, came out a few years ago, and for various reasons, didn't end up on. PlayStation platforms on the PC. It was on Xbox. I downloaded it the weekend it came out. I was very excited about it. Yeah. I must have played, ooh, a hundred hours easily. Wow. Um, I used to play with a friend of mine. We would sit on the couch. Uh, it's a one player game, but we would pass the controller back and forth, each taking an attempt to complete the level. In each level, you must guide Super Meat Boy, who is a super boy made of meat. Yep. <laughs> uh, to the point where when he jumps around he leaves a trail of blood on everything he touches Sexy. in his quest to rescue bandage girl from Dr. Fetus yep okay fair enough this so, is new grounds guys that that seems tame for most of their stuff so, so yeah. it's highbrow storytelling <laughs> um, of the subtle Dark Souls-esque <laughs> manner um, but the, the story's not the, the point and actually the, the little the little cutscenes are quite silly quite whimsical quite cute and cartoonish um, yeah. that go yeah. with it um, and yes it's it's a platformer and it's it, each level, then the levels get harder and harder, um, building up your skills with double jumping and somersaulting and, and that sort of thing, uh, getting past enemies uh, in time, and uh, basic platforming things. Um, the, the great thing, the thing I love most was, say it takes you 50 goes to complete the level, and the game is seamless, so when you die, you immediately respawn back at the start. Oh, you don't, that's, that's you don't, yeah. you don't have to wait for any kind of loading. It literally the, the screen scrolls back to the beginning, and you appear, and you just go. If you're running right in a level, you can keep the stick held down, and you'll just appear, and you'll just start running straight away. Yeah. So it's it's seamless. It takes you fifty goes to do the level because each level can probably be done in less than a minute if you're if you're good yeah uh, most of them there's hundreds and hundreds of levels in the game mm-hmm. and an editor and more stuff that they released and all sorts going on mm-hmm. um but yes if it takes you 50 goes world's longest story um <laughs> when you finally complete the game you get a replay of you being successful and all the ghost meat boys that didn't make it fly around on the screen in the <laughs> background. And slowly get killed one by one. And you see them all die, and you can see them slowly whittle down, and you can see the progress you made through the level. There's yeah. 50 of them make it to the mid- midpoint of the level, and only 30 of them get two-thirds of the way through, and then it's just... And then you see that one time when you almost made it and missed the last jump and <laughs> fell on the spikes. Yeah. Um, and you get a sea of red just flying across the scene, and it, it's very, very, uh, very cool, very satisfying. I've always liked that, because you get your big sea of meat boys that are all heading the same direction, and then just occasionally you'll get this one meat boy jumping off 
on a complete tangent, you try to go another way, or you jump the wrong way, so you're falling halfway down the level, and it's it's like a flowering plant with shoots coming slowly off, yes. and this occasional meat boy flying out of it. Yeah, you can sing the one of these things is not like the other song, <laughs> yes. um, as one of them goes flying across the room, where you tried something weird. Yes. yes. Um, very, very cool. Very, very good game. It's coming to PS Plus soon, October or November time, I do believe, cool. um, according to Team Meat's uh, website. <laughs> and one of the things I really liked and what made me want to talk about it and to tell people about it is they said they're going to put it on PlayStation Plus so it's free um, as a thank you um, and an apology to everyone because they couldn't get themselves on PlayStation before. Oh, really uh, which I really, really liked. So yeah. I'm going to keep my eye out on that. It'll be a really good excuse for me to go back and play the game again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't... I completed the main game and got to the end point, uh, got the gamer points for completing the game, in inverted commas, but there were extra levels and things I didn't do. Uh, there's time trials and well, secret bits and extra characters you can unlock from other games that can come in and have different abilities. And well, there's like now that. over 300 levels. Yeah. So there's, there's wow. no chance of it getting boring anytime soon. Yes. You're not going to complete well, it quickly. Um, but I was addicted to that game. Yeah. I'll happily say that that was... Um, similar to the way that I've been playing uh, Rocket League recently, coming home, got an hour um, where I just want to turn my brain off because I'm tired. Yeah. Um, just relax and play a game. I did the same with uh, with Meat Boy. I also did some staying up till four o'clock in the morning because it came out when I was a student. Um, <laughs> passing passing the controller across with one hand and a bottle of wine across with the other um, on the sofa um, and playing the game. Over and over and over again, trying and, trying and to complete everything. So I'm heartily looking forward to that yeah. coming out. Um, doesn't have to be a PS Plus game. Is there anything else that anyone else is looking out for? Anything you're looking forward to coming out? Because we've had the great summer games drought that yeah. happens every single year. That's, yeah. that's finished now. It's it's now that pre-Christmas release period yeah. Yeah. where well, everyone wants to get stuff out before World of Warcraft or the next COD game comes uh, out, which saturates the market. Yeah. Um, Mad Max is not coming yeah. out. It is now actually out. Yeah. Um, it's, out, it's out now. It's a game I've seen people play it. I've had a little go myself at a, mm. at a, at a store. Um, not sh- entirely sure what to think about it, to be honest. It's got a lot of borrowed elements from lots of other different games, and you can see they've all been mashed together. For example, the... Driving and building your car because the car's fully customizable and you have to find fuel and you can add, you, you find scrap to add upgrades to it. Um, that handle was very much like GTA, not the building your car part, but the driving, the driving around. Similar. Yeah, okay. it's, it's very similar to GTA. The fighting with Max himself is no other way of saying it it's a Batman clone it's press Y to counter press X to punch and use them in a combination do you have the thing where the game slows down slightly yes. as they're about yeah, to land comes up low little, and the cinematic angles yeah it comes up with a symbol saying Y or well, this was on the Xbox yeah. One so you press Y and you counter and then you press X immediately it's, it, it was very early and it was only the beginning of the game I played so I don't know whether it diverges later I was interested in playing more, which is probably a good sign. Yeah. But I'm not entirely sure whether it will hold up if that was all there is. Yeah. I could play GTA to drive around, or I could play Batman to be 
Batman. Yeah. Well, it's, quite, it's done by Warner Brothers, isn't it? Who also did. Yeah, well, by who, who published did Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. So, there seems to be a thing with developers recently. Ubisoft do this loads as well. All their games are a very similar feel, even yes. if they're not actually related to the combat systems. They're very similar. You know, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed are pretty much identical. They're all open worldy things now with loads of things on them in Ubisoft's yes. world. So, it's the class that Warner Brothers are trying to do the same things. You play a Warner Brothers game. You kind of got a gist of what you're going for. I don't know whether I like that or not because I don't view Ubisoft because it's getting dull now. Yes, but whether the or not Batman's so nice that whether or not it works because although it's like Batman's combat mechanics, it has the open world exploring and build your car up. Yeah, um, which makes sense. But... It's been labelled a survival game. Okay, um, that's wrong. Oh, right, okay. Because you don't, as far as I'm concerned, if you're playing a, a survival game, you need to eat, sleep, and drink. That, yes, that's as yeah. far as I'm concerned what a survival game would be. And there doesn't seem to be any of that in the game. The survival aspect, what seems to be, is you have to find fuel for the car. Which, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for the universe input itself. That yeah. is the big um, thing about it. So yeah. there's lots of little outposts dotted around the map, and you have to raid the outposts. Some will have enemies in, some won't. Some will have fuel, some won't. So you, there's a there's a management to your car to yeah. keep it going. Whether that will become frustrating later on, I don't know how much. I, I was using up fuel quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Um, whether or not the world opens up too much and there's too much space between and you're constantly running out of fuel. I yeah. don't know. Um, it's one to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I've heard a few people describe it as, yeah, it's all right. That's been pretty much the overall yeah. thing of it. There's a lot of games like that that come out and you go, yeah, it's all right. Which is fine. Not when they're £55 each. Oh, no, no. And that's, that's the thing that's put me off as price. Yeah. yeah. My favourite bit of Batman was the puzzles... Solving oh, the Riddler's oh, puzzles. Yeah. Um, that that that's what I enjoyed the most. Really, that game. Yeah, I'd yeah. get through through the, the the fighting bits so I could get to the next the area puzzles. with puzzles. Well, I always saw the fighting bits as kind of extended. Puzzles. They are kind of puzzles. Yeah, you've got the different interactions, different types of enemies, and yeah. you need to. Yeah, have you played the new one at all? I haven't played it since. The, is it Arkham City, the second Arkham one? City, yeah. yeah. Because I didn't like it and it made me sad. So I the didn't combat in... I really enjoyed Arkham Asylum. I yeah, loved yeah, that was, game. Arkham Asylum was the best. Uh, Arkham, Arkham City disappointed me. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I was so. going to say Arkham City, they expanded too quickly. Whereas Arkham Knight feels like they've kind of got the gist of what they're supposed to be doing that size. They've separated the island into lots of smaller islands. Yeah, so yeah. it all feels more contained rather than Arkham City sprawling mess yeah. of nightmares. And there's nothing much going on anywhere. Yeah. 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 But the um, the combat, particularly in Arkham Knight, because they've introduced a lot more characters. Uh, to, you can find players two of you at the same time almost. It's a bit weird. So yes. You swap between people. Okay. There's a lot more enemies on the screen. They've got a lot more different um, shielding or fighting abilities. Mm. Stuff that you've got to use particular, well, a select, small selection of different gadgets and routines to get around them. But what's so the puzzles like? The puzzles they're are great. all they're all car based. Not all of them. <coughs> still got a few. There's not as many as there used to be. No, but still but got a few. Most of the Riddlers. Not wishing to spoil it for anybody, um, but if you were born. With ears, uh, you'll all be aware the Batmobile is featured in this game, and yeah. most of the Riddler's challenges, they're called rather than puzzles, are racetracks where there'll be walls that are up and you have to press a button to lower the walls. 
which sounds really dull, but when you've got... I was going to say, I, I think I just died a little. Yeah, but it's, it sound, it's not as dull as it sounds, because no. a wall will drop, but that means another wall will rise up somewhere else, so you have to time yeah. the button pressing as you're driving round. So we started with car football, and we're going to pretty much finish with car... car Puzzles. Car, car puzzles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those those don't work too well. The, the ones that use the car's tools. The ones that oh, use the car's tool while you're on better. foot quite well. Um, I did get stuck on one puzzle for, embarrassingly, about 15 minutes when I couldn't work out what to do. Sorry, um, no one knows. No, that's true. Just everyone <laughs> on the internet now. That was quite fun and I enjoyed that, but most of them did seem to be racing. As if they were going, we've shoehorned this car in. Yeah. Uh, we need to make sure everyone uses it as much as possible. When it's just used as an extra, like you said, on foot as an extra tool to your utility, yeah. in essence, the car's great. When it's doing the racing or the combat, it's just... Yeah. You didn't need to... Taking out all the drones constantly it. suddenly mm. turns it into Chrome Hound rather than a Batman game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just meh. And I would like to point out one thing for the Arkham Knight, whoever he is. I haven't completed the game, so I don't know the identity of the the Arkham Knight character. However, if all he had to do was strap one innocent living person to his drone tanks, and Batman wouldn't have been able to shoot more. There you go, food for four. Well, yes, well done. (laughs) Aaron, are you looking forward to any upcoming games? Well... It's, again, it's not upcoming, and everybody's ranting about Out, how outcoming. It it's, it's already outcome. Out, but I have no monies. I'm a poor student. Send it. Send it to us. Um, what the monies or the game? The diver. I'll be happy with uh, right okay. now. Yes. It's Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Uh, 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 because nobody else is. is I, I love Metal Gear Solid. It's, it's ridiculous. Why? Why? The, the coverage has actually looked quite positive. I. Yeah. Loved Metal Gear Solid 1 back in the yep. uh, PlayStation Amazing. 1 era um, when I was um, two foot tall, as opposed to three foot tall I've reached now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so when I was uh, very young, was that 97, 98? 97, 98, yeah. 97, 98, so I'd have been 13, 14. Yeah. Oh, everyone knows how old I am now um, when I was younger. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely loved it. Then rushed out to buy Metal Gear Solid 2 on my PlayStation 2. Completed it in four hours, never played it again. Haven't touched the Metal Gear Solid game since. Well, one, you missed out Metal Gear Solid 3, which I don't know about 5, but is currently the best Metal Gear Solid there is. If you tell me there's a Metal Gear Solid 4, my mind will explode. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, Wasn't that called is... Metal Gear Solid the movie? Because there is oh, no four. gameplay in that. There's just cutscenes. Yeah, I... And then some more cutscenes. And then just when you think it's over, there's, there's, there's some cutscenes. Scene. Yeah, they just go this... a bit overboard on 4. Is 4 the one that's about alfresco reptilian dining? Is that Snake Eater? No, that's number 3. Is that number Which 3? Number oh, 3. Okay. Which is the one where you don't even get to play... That's two. That's, two. that's one, part of why I you have to yeah, play. This is why the emo cybernetic yeah. guy. The reason being emo. This is part emo of the reason why I actually really like this series. <laughs> is because it's quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite happy to absolutely troll its fan base completely. Hideo Kojima is great at doing little things, and I mean the whole story behind buying Metal Gear Solid Two again. Spoilers for some of this. Ancient now. 14 years old, I um, think. Yeah, I think we're all right. Is is about um, kind of misleading and communications and things like that and um, you know, tri- tri- tricking the masses, in essence. Yes. So yes. what Hideo Kojima did was trick everybody to think you were playing Snake, Snake by yeah. releasing all the things and the image footage and everything else and then going, now you're going to play this little wanker instead who is then ultimately confused and leaves you 
feeling a little bit bewildered. Yeah. Um, yeah. In an age before the internet was really a big thing and kind of damaged the hype train that it developed um, itself. It's, I, I liked it because of that. There's a social commentary to it. Yeah. Which is clever. Like, yeah. It's yeah. might have might have skipped my 14 year old self. Yeah. yeah. My problem with, was. with Metal Gear. I have never played a Metal Gear Solid game. I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game because I've never owned a PlayStation up until the the PS4. So for me, I've had a look at trailers and people playing Metal Gear Solid 5. Some of it looks quite interesting. Most of it seems to me as if I am not taking enough drugs in order to understand it. And I feel a little bit like it's a comic book. Yeah. In the sense that I can't play 5 because I haven't read the four massive back issues to understand the context of what the hell is going on. Uh, a lot of what people have said uh, is you don't have to worry too much about this one. It's right. A lot of those um, nods back to other things are either explained in the, the cassette tapes you can pick up along the line or don't matter too much and pick up on things. Oh, okay. it's, it's there for you to get involved in if you really like it and like the whole soap opera silliness that it turns into. But you can play it without knowing too much about it because it's gone... It's where things get a bit confusing. Um, on the, um, is it is it, it a subscriber to the Star Wars school of sequential storytelling? Yes. Four, five, six, one, two, three, yes. seven, and a lot of books that don't count anymore. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously in Metal Gear Solid, no Metal Gear Solid Two, when you do play Snake, you're playing uh, Solid Snake, who is a genetic clone of somebody called who was codenamed Big Boss. The names Snake. just sound silly yes, when we say really them out loud. Big Boss. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, playing Big Boss. Was there a Liquid Snake? Liquid Snake was, yeah, the other, because there was two clones. One was supposed to get all the good genetic material, mm. one was supposed to get the the other side of it kind of thing. Solid Snake was supposed to want to the rubbish material. So it's, it's twins, the video game. Yeah, in essence. Um, in 3 and uh, 5, you play uh, the original Snake, so the guy who becomes Big Boss. As he develops his uh, military industrial complex and things yes. like that, and he's a far more interesting character because he's less confused about everything. Um, right. I'm, I'm slightly. I don't know the idea of playing someone who's developing their own military industrial com- complex. Yeah. Um, playing role playing as someone who is what I would traditionally consider the bad guy. Yes. It seems a bit odd. Could work really well. Yeah. Um. I'm quite happy to throw this out to the people listening. If enough of you tell me that I can dive in and it will make sense, having not really paid attention to Metal Gear Solid for the last 15 years, I will go out, I will get it, I will play it, and I will tell you what it's like. Oh, I will do the same. I am partly... A part of me wants to have a look at it, because in the trailer there's a whale that catches on fire and eats a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure that that's a good enough reason to to buy a £55 game. So if you all tell me that it is, then I will have a look, and then if I don't get it, I'll, I'll bill you all. When you say <laughs> a whale that catches fire and eats a helicopter, you mean metaphorically, right? This isn't no, a thing that no, actually no, happens. No, this is a thing that happens. A whale jumps up on like. fire yeah. and swallows a helicopter. I mean, I mean, this okay, is I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to buy it anyway. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why the whale was on fire. I don't know why it was eating the helicopter, but there was there was a whale on fire eating a helicopter. It's things like that and the silly little things. Uh, one podcast I was listening to earlier was talking about how um, a friend had told him you can get a cassette tape of somebody having serious shit, and you can hide in the toilets in the game. And if you see a guard coming along, you can play this cassette tape out loud of somebody having the shits. 
and the guard will walk past it and walk off and leave you alone. Okay. It's, the whole game is <laughs> Now filled. you've put me off. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, these stupid little little things in the background that, that make this game. It's all discovering the weirdness of it, like making your horse take a shit in the middle of the road so a patrol car will drive into it to skid off the road so you can rape them. It, it sounds again. It's not shit based. The whole thing. It sounds like <laughs> it just made it sound like <laughs> what it's is shit, it? and it really is. Well, yes, um, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Feces. Um, <laughs> well, I know there's a part of the game where you can you can attach airlifts to any item. Oh yeah, the and it, it, recovery system. It, it, yeah. it takes it to your base, and yeah. you can use some of the items and equipment to you develop to your base. You can do it to people. To, yeah, yeah, and you can do it. Um, I watched a video, and people were doing it. To goats yeah. and sheep. <laughs> One person did it to a bear, so they had this. Uh, it's an oil rig, essentially. I think it's the bear. Yeah, it was an oil rig. Base is so he had this very wild, angry, pissed off grizzly bear trapped <laughs> in a confined oil rig. <laughs> yeah. I can't see how that goes down very well. Don't they make a zoo? Yeah, but they, yeah, you recruit the bear when it gets to mother base. You recruit the bear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is only one dinosaur away from creating Jurassic Park at this point. This is the thing. I find Metal Gear Solid, and I, I found that all the way through, it's totally inconsistent. Yeah. Um, it it seems like, it. on one hand, it's trying to tell a very serious story about the military-industrial complex yeah. and um, media control of the masses in Metal Gear Solid 2. And at the same time... It's got lots of things you can do with poo, and you can have a friend who's a bear. Excellent. So, yes, let us know what you, um, if you've been playing Metal Gear Solid, or you'd like to hear us talk about Metal Gear Solid, um, and you'd like to hear the, the strange squeaking noises I'll make when I try to make the thing make sense, um, please let us know. Um, just moving us on, because we're nearly out of time, or in fact, we probably were out of time a few minutes ago. Um, the one game I'm looking forward to, that again has just come out, I almost clicked the download button mm-hmm. yesterday, but oh, I have a, I have a slight issue with uh, with downloading big games that you can buy on uh, disc. Yeah, I don't tend to sell my games on. No, obviously a download has no resale value. No, but there seems to be we're at a stage where there's no price cut for buying the game as a download no. it costs the same as the rrp yeah. so it's cheaper to go to the shop and game developers copy. and publishers that are out there look at ebooks if i want to buy a hardback book it costs me 15 pounds if i want to buy the same book download then um it costs me eight maybe nine pounds as yeah. a brand new book and some ebooks go down really really cheap now indie games have got that yeah um a lot of the download-only games are quite cheap. Do it with your AAA games. You will make me a believer. And you're going to keep more of the money anyway. Yeah. I know that a DVD case with a single sheet of paper with a link to where you put the manual online and a DVD that costs <laughs> 10p doesn't cost you a lot. It's not the same as having to print a book and, and such. Like, you don't have to ship it out to the stores. Uh, you have to do all that sort of thing. And I will yeah. happily download things um, if, if they're a bit cheaper. That aside, um, I'll probably order the game um, or go into town and pick it up if I can find it quite cheap. Until Dawn. Uh, now, you have... you, Colin, you weren't at all interested in Until Dawn. No. Aaron, you were wavering. Um, yeah. And I'm completely sold on the idea, just as an idea. Um, it looks to be an interactive teen horror movie in the vein of 
Scream, or I Know What You Did Last Summer, or Final Destination, or any of that kind of era, which were kind of big things when I was growing up. Yeah. Any more modern ones? Cabin in the Woods? Kind of, yeah. That kind was, of, that's yeah. more recent yeah. uh, for the young people of the internet. Um, a more recent example. Big fan of big fan of horror movies. Big fan of horror stories. I've written some horror stories. Go and find them. Do some research. Get back to me. Um, you can. You basically you can play all of the eight different teenagers yeah. at various points. You can have them all killed, or you can keep them all alive based on the choices that you make. Yeah. Not too much gameplay as in the sense of learning a skill, yes. um, getting good at shooting or killing big bosses or platforming, um, but making decisions, influencing, influencing the story, changing things that way. I'm a huge fan of that kind of thing. I love yeah. interactive games. And Colin is miming, cutting his wrists <laughs> at this moment in time. Not a fan? No. no. Why not? The reason it's, the reason for it, and I'm going to try and explain the best I can, is I, I like games where I can influence the story as well. You know, there were games like The Witcher 3, which we'll get on at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yes, once we've all played another 120 hours of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Next week. But I want my actions in the game, I want the gameplay to influence the gaming world, not me clicking a button and telling a bloke to go to the left. Okay. I'd rather, if if it came out going, you have to take manual control of eight teenagers and get them through the level, rather than my decisions meaning they live or die, why can't I have my actions decide? If I, you know, say, it's, I don't know what the game's about, but if it's a murderer stalking you, if I screw up my dodge rolling or my sidestepping and I get killed... And that's it. The teenager's dead. Game over. That's fine. I can live with that because it's me messing up. Okay. Not I've made the wrong decision and the game's decided that that teenager's died. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that a little bit. Um, You know, it it starts to feel like a choose your own adventure thing. Don't say choose your own adventure like that. I love choose your own adventure books. I love fighting fantasy books. I have the fighting fantasy coffee book. Signed. For me, these type of (laughs) interactive story games that have keep coming and going in popularity, they're nothing more than glorified quick time events. I'm sorry to say it, I'm sure I've offended a lot of people, but a quick time event, take Lara Croft for example, the the, uh, the recent reboot of her, um, you mess one up, you've lost. That's not a skill, that's not Simon says. Yeah, that's press a button at this particular time or you lose. It's not using any of the skills we've learned up to that point in the game. It's just quick time events. And an interactive game like that, if it's going... I don't know how the game will play, but say it goes, oh, do you go left or right? And you go right and you die. Well, then that's... It's a 50-50 chance. It's not Mm, me manually moving a character right and going... It'll quick, be, I'll do that decision. It'll instead. be interesting to yeah. play through and see how clearly things are signposted, whether it is just dumb luck or whether there's more to it and you've got to, it becomes a puzzle rather than just you yes. went left and you die, you went right and you survive. I mean, I'm hoping more for the, the puzzle and I've been hearing lots of good things about it. So I'm, I'm yeah. personally quite excited. I mean, I, I was with, with Colin with it initially here and a bit is like, okay, well, this is just going to be another heavy rain like type of thing, which I enjoyed heavy rain. Um, you know, it wasn't 
wasn't a wasn't a great game because the story didn't know what the fuck it was doing. I loved Heavy um, Rain. But I really stand it. <laughs> <laughs> the controls in that, although were in essence quick time event ones, yeah. there were quite a few occasions you're trying to crawl under a load of barbed wire and stuff where you've got to control the control very carefully to actually yeah. manoeuvre yourself under mm. that. And I remember getting overly anxious knowing that these characters would die permanently and the story would carry on without me. Yeah. Um, See, that that's proper That's proper consequence. It's not yeah. die, respawn at the bonfire. Yes. Yeah. But that's right. that's nice, but it's... I don't feel in control of my character for half of it. Yes. And which, I want to be in... If I died and the game and yeah. the, the game, the story carries on without me, fine. I will live with that consequence and I will probably end up replaying it to try and get people alive as much as possible yeah but i want it to be up to me to save them not i've pre- i haven't completed this quick time event or i've gone the wrong way than i should yeah. have done in order to keep them alive see some yes. of the stuff i've seen advertising it were very like you said like oh click to go right click to go left and i thought well you could have programmed that flash yeah i had, had a basic you could have a text adventure that, that is not with that it's still, thing. still game but it's not something I wanted as a, it's not a AAA title as such, but you know what I mean, sit down on a PlayStation 4 type yeah. play. But the more I'm seeing it, the more it feels like there are a few of those decisions, because I've seen clips where it shows that. But there are still more of the, you know, you do physically have to hold the controller look perfectly still. You're hiding under a bed at a certain point. You're not allowed to move the controller at that point. There's no opposition you're in. That motion controller twitches, your character twitches. So you've got certain interactions and stuff with it. So whether there's enough of that to feel involved and dragged in. Like I said, with heavy rain, those sections where I'd have to control the control very carefully, I was massively invested in. Yeah. Uh, my wife would be anxiously sitting next to me, hoping I wouldn't mess the controller up. And yes. Like and I was getting over-anxious. That's one of the things I found, is playing those sorts of games, my girlfriend's been more interested in what I've been doing. Oh, who's that guy? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Sit and watch what's happening. Yeah. Because it's a story that other people can follow. It's not broken up with... There's nothing wrong with having to kill 47 people in a game to get to the next bit of story. Yeah. But that's no fun for the person watching it. When the game becomes more story-based, it can become more social. Yes. I'm hoping yeah. to get a sit-down with my girlfriend and we can play through and make the decisions together. Oh, okay. and I, that, that's something I'm looking forward to uh, to doing. I've heard people talk about doing. Yeah. So yeah, that that kind of thing that excites me. I shall be getting that game at some point, and uh, I'll get back to you. Okay. So it just um, falls to me to say thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, by the time we get this out to you, if you scroll down, look underneath, um, or click the magic floating picture of a pig that will appear now. Um, you'll oh, be able work to, you're putting into <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll be able to find um, the Twitter address I was meant to make this week that I haven't made yet um, there'll also be an email address feel free to contact us tell us what you liked tell us what you didn't like uh, send us free things <laughs> um, or cake like a bit of cake as well yeah um, and it just falls to me to say thank you for listening I've been Brian Ennis I've been Aaron Ravinsky and I've been Colin Howard until next time thank you Bye. Bye.